Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to October 2023's edition of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Trick or treat, motherfuckers. I think this might be the longest we've ever gone between recording podcasts without taking like an official hiatus. Yeah, I was going to say your your wedding. That's that's it. And the bur- and, and I think the baby. I took six weeks or something like that with Helena's like the first child. I, but we last recorded August thirty first. It's now October thirtieth, so we're a little rusty. Jesus. Um, so crap. it's been two months. It's been two months since our last confession and our podcast. Sin- I have a lot our- of sins. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I think this is the longest we've ever gone just between normal episodes yeah. without like, guys, we're taking a break. So uh, we have a lot to catch up on tonight. Lot, tons of impressions. Like you're, we're going to talk about the what you've been up to stuff and, and we'll go from there. But like in the official stories, tons of stuff to talk about. We got our thoughts on Spider-Man 2. It is out on PlayStation 5. And listen, the last time we recorded, it was like three months away and now it's here. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers, Wonder, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's DLC pack number one, the, the teal mask, uh, all impressions there. Gen V, Loki season two, like so much stuff. The the new Blink-182 album is out one more time. So uh, we got tons of stuff to talk about tonight. But on top of just like impressions, we got Switch 2 news. And no, not like rumor mill. Like this is actually Switch 2 news. Not the announcement. We'll get there soon. Uh, PS5 is getting a new version of the console. Uh, there were some unfortunate layoffs that hit the gaming industry. One of our favorite animes of all time is getting a live action adaptation. Uh, another one of our favorite animes of all time's live action adaptation got a release date. So, so excited for that. For All Mankind's got a release date. Unfortunately, another one of our favorite superhero shows is getting the old reboot. Uh, I shouldn't say the reboot. I should say it's getting like the overhaul. Um, it's basically starting from scratch. So some not not all great news tonight, but uh, really looking forward to having this conversation. We got a ton of stuff to talk about, but without further adieu, let's start where we customarily adieu with uh, Sam. What you been up to? Well, I, I guess I'll bring it back to October and well, I might as well start with Baltimore Comic Con. I actually think about what the hell I even picked up, but uh, th- this year I, I didn't go too too crazy. Um, but my, I would say my big pickup of the con was um, an artist. Uh, his name's Ted Woods. He's been there, I, I believe, the last three years. I've seen him there. He usually does like little sketches. But I reached out to him maybe about a week or two before the con. And said, "Hey, I'm looking for an 11 by 17 um, Harley Quinn Batman animated series style um, color." if possible, to have her two hyenas there as well. And he's like, oh, my God, I, I love Bruce Tim's style. Like, he's like, this is going to be awesome to do. He hooked it up, and it's one of my favorite, you know, pickups from the con. He, he absolutely killed it. It's beautiful. It goes great with my Joker and Mr. Freeze done Batman animated series style. So I'm super happy to have that. And I think the only comic book I picked up, uh, I forget the actual number, but it's actually the first mention of Arkham Hospital, which eventually is named Arkham Asylum. So, surprised I didn't have that one in the collection. Uh, the man behind the Red Hood, Rob, hooked me up on a great deal. I, I, I couldn't refuse. I basically spent like the little bit of money I brought after the, the art on Thursday night before Baltimore. So, I still had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nice. to go. But nice. I was, that's that, that's my fashion. I usually last time I think I blew everything either on Friday or Saturday. This one it made sense to up it, do it on Thursday. 
But me and Neil, we had a great time down there. Always good to see Dom and and Yaniv and everybody and just going out to dinner, having drinks at night. And it's something I look forward to every year. And I already can't wait for next year. Oddly enough, Neil, your friend Neil, sent us a DM yes, and also yes. you a picture. I was randomly – I just got off a red eye from Arizona. I had – it was like 6 in the morning. I was at a Dunkin' Donuts. And all of a sudden, somebody took a picture of my Pokemon tattoo and sent it to him, who then sent it to me. And it turns out it was his cousin. Small world we live in. Crazy story. Yeah, it was uh, a Pokemon tattoo. Is oh man, like look at this cool tattoo this guy has. Just random small world and just comes full circle. And as soon as I saw, it, I was like, I'm gonna send this to Greg. He's gonna love this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've, I've been getting a lot of, of uh, compliments on that bad boy. Oh, I love that. So that was the positive. Let me jump into a little crap here. But I finally saw the animated D- DC Justice League War World. Usually DC kind of reigns supreme on the DC animated movies. But this was their first, at least for me, big miss animated movie-wise. I think this is my least favorite that they've done in like the last 10 years. I, I just thought this was slow. I'm still not a huge fan of the animation style. I'd say the only good part of, of this whole thing was having... Jensen Ackles as Batman and John DiMaggio as Lobo. Other than that, I wasn't feeling the three different parts of three storylines from 1950, all basically trying to lead on Crisis on Infinite Earths, which that movie will come out next year. Hopefully that's a little bit better, this one. I was kind of wondering how, like, the review-wise, looking at it as a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm glad it wasn't just me that I was like, ah, maybe I was in a bad mood. No, the movie was crap. This is one that you can you can skip for DC. A rare miss. Next up, I finished Continental on Peacock. That was just, uh, I believe it was just three episodes. Three episodes, yeah. yeah. They almost treated it like a movie versus like a show. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you might have been better off just releasing this at once instead of like having one and release the next one. Because it was what, 22nd, 29th? Yeah, one a week. I don't know. It, this might, might have been something you could have just dropped all at once. Was it I an just, hour each? Yeah, I think it was about an hour each you know 58 minutes something like that but i i just i don't know i thought it was okay it just didn't have the magic that john wick had Hmm. even some of the fighting styles the story it was just okay Uh, i I don't think we're going to get any more i think that was just a three episode thing done and uh, mel gibson didn't really do i'm not i kind of like him but in this show he just i don't know it it didn't fit it, it something just missed about it Thought it was okay. I, I was hoping to see some more cameos, maybe you know Keanu or something like that, but that never happened. But uh, you know, still glad I watched. It's had decent fight scenes, but overall, it was uh, pretty much forgettable. I finally saw the Kelsey doc on Amazon Prime. That this was, is going to be on my list too, so I'll chime in here when you're done. This was absolutely fantastic. This was one of my favorite docs I've ever seen. It is the most watched documentary film ever in the United States, beating out Val, which I still have yet to see. I, I cannot on, believe for, I for specifically for Prime. You're talking yeah for Prime for Prime. I, I cannot believe I, I haven't seen Val, but you know, being a Philly guy, obviously Jason Kelsey, center of the Philadelphia Eagles, and um, just a little bit of his brother Travis, a little bit, but it was mainly about him and his family and the, the year of possibly being his last year. This chronicled the 2022 season, by the way, when they happened to go to the Super Bowl and play his brother, which was ironic that they made a doc in that season. Yeah, it it, it was almost like a fairy tale um, ending. Obviously, we wish Philadelphia won last year. 
But, you know, he decided to come back one more year and hope we could do it again this year. Knock on wood, we're off to a good start. But I, if you have Amazon Prime, I cannot recommend this documentary enough. It was I, I, I teared up three different times. I would I would agree. I, it was definitely a not a dry eye. It was no, uh, it, it was one of the better docs I've probably ever watched. It was one of the best sports docs I've ever watched. I've seen boatloads from 30 millions of docs, the yeah. HBOs. But like this one, obviously a little bit of the bias. Right. From being a Philly thing. Of course. Yeah. Um, but it was more than that. It was more of like chronicling the life of a football player, not on the field. And like the toll it takes on the family, you're expecting a child. You yeah. know, his wife was a, a star of that documentary as well. She um, she was fantastic throughout. So just like give me that like glimpse behind the curtain. Hey, after the Super Bowl, after they lost, he went back to his hotel room while they were all still awake at God knows what time that was. And like just to have that conversation and then cameras are there. Just like, what does that do? He doesn't have a giant mansion. He's kind of got just a normal. He's house. like your, your everyday man, you know? And so it just it was a nice like. Oh yeah, that's our guy. That's yeah. Jason Kelsey. Um, if you're if you're at all interested in like the people side of football, then this is even more of a recommendation. Yeah, and it got me even hyped like for this year. It just give me that like extra motivation. Like, come on, guys, we got to do this for Kelsey. Like, let's end this on a good note. Yeah, I'm pretty positive this will be his last season. Yeah, so same. Uh, yeah, um, I'm with you. It was a ten out of ten for sure. Next up, I finally started and finished season three of Dave. I love and that show. God, it was season three fan- was so good. Yep, it, it was fantastic. I I didn't I, like season two that much. Season three yeah. was such a good redemption. One and three were easily the, the two standouts. Two was their weakest link. And I, I got to say, I, I love Rachel McAdams. I um, love Chloe Bennett. And uh, the little cameo of Jack Harlow, I, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I cracked the hell up, dude. Yeah. He was like, you're sh- you're like, bitch, you stink or something, dude. I-, I didn't expect it. So it just came out of nowhere and I cracked up and that was he was oh, supposed it, to it release a show. He was supposed to release a compilation of all the songs from the show uh this summer and it never he didn't I mean just in his fashion, it didn't come out. Uh, uh I don't think it did. I'll, I'll check that I'll check myself right now on that. But like that was like one of my most anticipated albums of the year because that's the yes. show's got such great music. Um, I thought season two was downhill hard. I thought yeah. uh, Allie's song was really cool, but that, that might have even been season one. I can't even remember. But like season two was just like weird, the experimental stuff, and then like that weird bald version of yeah. himself, super yeah. creepy. Yeah, it was, weird. I was, it was weird. I thought this was just a strong season all the way throughout. The music was good. The story got back on track. I've yep. seen a lot of shows lately that have this weird trend of season one is phenomenal. Season two falls off a cliff and then they redeem themselves in season three. And this was just another example of that, where if you don't like Ted Lasso, another great example, like if you don't like a show after its seconds, Yellow Jackets, I have a good feeling that they'll bounce back after what I thought was a pretty mess season. And so like, give it time. Don't bail after the second season. If it's four, five, six. All right. Walking Dead style, be out, be out, be out. But like, yeah, give the show at least three seasons before you're out. You know what I mean? Because they've yeah. been they've been doing a really good job of redeeming themselves. And the last one I have in things I just watched was I know mean I mean you spoke about this a little bit, but I'll, I, I'll I talk saw, about this too. Yeah, yeah. I, we both saw Old Dads on Netflix. Mm-hmm. This was just the, came out the same day as Mario Wonder and Spider Man and Blink, yeah. October twentieth. So it's not even a week. Oh, it's ten days old as of this recording. Yeah, this was our boy uh, Bill Burr. This is I, was this his direct 
directorial debut. I don't think he. Ever I believe he might have directed like an episode or two of F is for Family, something like that. But I believe his theatrical debut. Yeah. It is. I'm looking to see if I see anything directed. I think this is the first thing he ever directed. So th- that's pretty cool. But again, it's it's our boy Bill Burr. We've been you know fans of him for years now, and basically this is just follows like three three guys if they're selling their business. And they're out in the mono world, and it's a little bit different than they, they remember. Everyone's got something going on with their their wives, their girlfriends, and um, uh, um, I don't I don't want to say too much because there there was a lot of funny conversations that I was just not expecting, and just and I, I text you like, "Yo, Greg, I had some laugh out loud moments," and, you know, and we were both kind of on the same page. Like, yeah, this part got me here, this part got me here, and I just you know, the, it's a shame that the. Uh, the response Rotten Tomatoes has that 26%. I think that's bullshit. This movie's way better than 26%. I, I mean, I don't know. If you if you have Netflix, it's an hour and a half, if that. A uh, bunch of um, comedians or cameo, Paul Verzi, and um, I, who was the other guy I saw? Uh, Natasha Lazaro was in it. C. Thomas Howe was in it. Like, I, I was kind of surprised to see kind of all these character actors coming out of nowhere, but I, I thought it was pretty good. What'd you think? Um, I thought the first 45 minutes was really good. And then once they like, once they got fired, there's, I mean, it's not a spoiler. Once they get fired, yeah, that's... it's, it just falls so far off a cliff. I thought the second half was a- actively bad. And that's where I think a lot of, I think that the review scores are coming from. It really lost itself in the second half. It didn't really bring itself home very well. It felt really draggy and long in the second half. And then also you got to remember too, it is, um, it is actively shitting on society in 2023. Yep. And so like the people that are reviewing it, guess what? They're a part of society in 2023. And this movie is very much for the old soul who was just like, doesn't want to accept a new generation. Hey, it's for the old guys. Yeah. The older, and the so, older crowd. Like, yeah. if, if you've ever wondered like, oh, this ain't like it was in my childhood. If you're a person who thinks that way, this movie's perfect for you. If yeah. you're a person who likes to adapt to, you know, new eras, new styles, new this, new that, and doesn't get stuck in the eighties or whatever, then maybe you won't enjoy it as much. I mean, it, it kind of depends. It's, I, I just look at it as a movie, right? Is it funny? Does it make me laugh? I couldn't care less about, you know, uh, we don't care about wokeness shit like that. Like you, you gotta definitely kind of go into it of like, and, don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah, well, it also helps, Greg, if you're a fan of Bill Burr. If you don't like Bill Burr, guess what? You're probably not gonna like this movie. You can hear a lot of his comedy. I would imagine this is a lot like that Sebastian Maniscalco dad movie that came yeah. out earlier this year. Yeah. Like it's very much his humor, his style. You could tell he had a big hand in writing it. I think he wrote it with one other person. I think he's a co-writer. So like yep, you can almost hear his stand up in it. The way he delivers some of his lines are just like he would deliver some of his jokes. And like he's the standout. He's the funniest part of the movie. And um, there are some, some scenes, particularly in the beginning, that just are laugh out loud hilarious. Um, and so like you just got to got to go into this one of like just enjoy it for what it is. Um, and I did, I very much enjoyed that, that first half. I just thought it just grinded. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 again, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but you want to watch a movie. You like Bill Burr. You want to laugh. I, I guarantee you're going to have a couple laugh out loud moments for sure. I would agree that's with what, that. That's and what I can promise you this. It's not a movie that I don't think you're ever going to like 
add it to your list or no, it's going to be, never. It's, you it's know. not going to be, it's not going to be on the worst list. It's not going to be on the, the best list. And I'm yep. perfectly okay with that. Yeah. It just exists. And that's totally fine with me. Yep. If you're looking to kill that hour, 30 hour, 40, whatever it is. Um, yeah, sure. It's a perfectly acceptable movie, especially in the first half. I just thought the first half, there were so many hilarious oh, yeah. moments. Yeah. Uh, particularly around their child schooling. That's the funniest stuff yeah. of the movie. Just hands down. Really good. Yeah. Take it away, brother. What you been uh, up to? It, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like it again. We've we haven't recorded in two months. So if I were to recap everything over the last two months, we'd be here for the full two hours. Uh, so I'm definitely not going to do that. Uh, I've just selected a few of the things that stuck out. Kelsey and old dads were on the list, so I don't have too much more after that. Um, I played Sonic Superstars. It came out uh, the same week as Mario and Spider Man. Came out that Tuesday. And I played it thinking like it looked great. It looked gorgeous. It looked like old school Sonic fun. And I was super jacked on it. And then I put it in my console and started playing it. And it just sucks. Um, Don't buy it. Don't even buy it when it goes on sale. There's so much wrong with it. There's so much wrong with it. You know, and I will say this, especially the Switch version. If maybe the PS5 version will make it feel maybe a little bit more like the old school Sonic if you're playing it for the handheld convenience, there's there's loading screens between levels. Like what? Mm. Like it doesn't just go like we're a, it's a platformer here. But no, the whole level loads. So you sit there and you're just like, why am I watching a loading thing in the bottom left hand corner for a level? Uh, and mm. like every single thing. If you remember in old Sonic games, there's like get a checkpoint and then a thing opens up like a ring and you can jump in the ring and go to a bonus stage or you collect the chaos emeralds and stuff. I've never been more bored and there's so many of them. Why every time? Cause it's so easy to get coins. Oh man. The levels had no rhyme or reason to them. You feel like you're missing out on everything. Cause it's not just a straight left to right. It's up and down and choose your path. And like it's supposed to add replayability, but it doesn't. And the bosses take forever and they're not fun. And it's just, it's not a fun video game. So I would personally not recommend Sonic Superstars. Uh, so that's just one thing that I've been playing. Uh, as of October 3rd, my Nintendo room's complete. And if you haven't seen the video yet, we did a reel on our Instagram at We Podcast. We know things do it. It's like a four minute little tour. I take you through the whole thing. So like, I feel like it's like an accomplishment. We've been talking about it forever. I've been working on it since February of 2020. I started doing this room. Um, and so like to have it, to have me not have a thing to check off anymore mm-hmm. is just kind of nice. Like whatever I do to it now is just kind of icing on the cake. Yeah, you know? it's all bonus. And so like it's all set up the way that I want. Everything's uh, displayed the way I want. Every single wall has something on it. There's no nothing missing. My wife actually had a great idea that uh, um, there's like a little electrical box that I have a picture of my family over. She was like, well, no, take that picture. Let's put it somewhere else. And then you get another Nintendo thing and put it over that. And I'm like, you're a fucking genius. I, I like your heads. At- <laughs> I love where you, I love your style. So definitely going to try to do that. But like, other than that, it's, we'll call it content complete. My, my room has gone gold and I'm just, I'm really excited to, to exist in this area. And I work out of this room. So it's like to be down here all day, just surrounded by nerd is, is phenomenal. If you want to check it out again, our Instagram, it's one of the most recent posts. Um, it's a reel. So go check out that video. You get a little tour, the history of Nintendo controllers and all that good stuff. The one thing I, when I got done and posted the video, the one regret I had was I didn't show my consoles. 
Like I didn't say, oh, there's my NES and Super Nintendo and GameCube and N64. And oh, here are my old Nintendo games in my collection. I just walked by that section and forgot to say something. Well, this leaves up for a part two when you we add the, the extra part, you add a couple things and then bam, there's your update. Yeah, there there is room for a part two where I do my game room, yeah. like my game collection and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, uh, be on the lookout. But on top of that, on the Pokemon wall, I have been trying to complete the Pokemon N64 game collection for a while. Um, and I finally did. There's only five of them. It's Hey You Pikachu, Pokemon Stadium 1, 2, Snap, and Pokemon Puzzle League. And I finally got Pokemon Puzzle League after a really long back and forth with an eBay seller who wanted to, who was including this really cool old pre-owned box from EB games, like right out of childhood, you know? Um, but then they ghosted it and I had to call eBay and put in like a, the, the refund status. And then they refused to refund me. It's just like, it was a whole ordeal. Stuff. It was a whole ordeal. So yeah, I just said, you know what? I'll just go get it from another seller. I negotiated with this person. I got it like eight bucks lower than what they were asking for. And the cart is clean. So um, yeah, I've completed my my collection of N64 Pokemon games. So happy there. Um, my favorite album of the last. I don't know. How old am I? <laughs> my Thank favorite, God. my favorite album. And as long as I can remember, hit uh, back in September. Um, and I'm so glad it lived up to expectation. Suburban Legend by Dury is the best record I've heard in forever. It will be my number one at the end of the year. Uh, there's really nothing else that can come out the rest of this year that can top it. And uh, I'm so glad. And then today of all days, my Dury stuff shows up that I ordered back in August. Um, so I got the Dury Nintendo 64 cart that looks the, awesome. It, and thank you. And it opens up and there's a cassette of the record inside the n64 game so like that immediately went on the nintendo shelf nice (laughs) here yeah so you're like oh mario bowser oh link super smash what the hell is dury (laughs) dury that's not donkey kong (laughs) yeah dury kong it has nothing to do with me or n64 it is it is just my favorite band's n64 card so i got that and a shirt and everything but the record is so good and uh, it's awesome because my two favorite songs on the record were not released ahead of time. They are brand new songs. I just heard for the first time on September 17th when the record came out or 19th, whatever it was. Um, but like, holy shit, mall rat and suburban legend two banger tracks. So, uh, that record's been on almost constant repeat. I'll see them in a m- month and a half, December 5th, uh, December 5th, they come to Philly. So I'll see them then. Uh, the next day, my wife's getting her first tattoo. So that's hey. exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. If you didn't know, if Sam's like, we're talking about a Pokemon tattoo and all this stuff. If you didn't know, I got my 11th and 12th or 12th and 13th tattoo. And the one is a Pokemon red and blue tattoo of bl- red picking his starter with Professor Oak at that table. The very iconic shot of you making the first hard choice of your entire life as a child. That was the picture that was sent to him was the picture of that leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And my reds character is in the middle because of course the same person picks Squirtle and Squirtle's in the middle of the Pokeballs. It's not just to be aesthetically pleasing and synchronous. It is because Squirtle's the best. Um, I would have gone Bulbasaur, but you know, Squirtle's the best. I Charmander Charmander. Charmander. Charmander's cool. Charmeleon and Charizard. Not my favorite. Uh, let's see. Two more things. We watched it is spooky season after all. Tomorrow's Halloween. Halloween's in like actually three hours. Uh, 
we watched The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. The old uh, Mike Flanagan, I shouldn't say the old, the newest Mike Flanagan masterpiece on Netflix. He does something basically every year. He did Midnight Mass, The Midnight Club, Haunting Hill House, Bly Manor, uh, all of that. And this year he did his last Netflix thing, by the way. He is signed with Amazon Prime moving forward. So Prime coming up in the world uh, with some good stuff. He did Fall of House of Usher, which is based on Edgar Allan Poe's works. And it is about Roderick and Madeline Usher, who are the head of Fortunato Industries. And all six of their children die. um, And the stuff that comes along with that. I don't even want to give too much away. It is the least scary, I would say. Of all of his uh, works, it is very in line with his works, like very atmospheric. It's not the fastest thing on planet Earth, uh, but it never feels its length. The conversations are engaging. The only thing I would say is a little bit disappointing is it is very predictable. And I was waiting for that one twist and it just never came. So I walked away a little bit unsatisfied just from a. Well, we all could have seen that coming uh, angle. Just, uh, hey, listen, I appreciate him not trying to make a twist just for twist's sake. But at the same time, the name of the the premise of the show is in the name. So, you know, a little on the nose there, Mikey. But other than that, really, really good spooky season show. Uh, My wife and, uh, oh, this is my last thing. My wife and I, it's my fifth or sixth time through Atypical on Netflix. I have talked about the show, what, three dozen times on this very podcast. Um, but I finally basically forced my wife to start watching it with me and she's super into it. So, uh, very, very happy to be on my sixth rewatch of that. I actually started, I was just in Arizona last week. And so I started watching it out there, just like killing time in the hotel room, depressed from the Phillies, the set and the other. And so I was like, let me start this show again. I've been meaning to, it's super good. And then I got home, I was on season two and I was like, you know what? Honey, we got 40 minutes. The kids are at our, you know, parents or whatever. Let's just real quick watch this first episode. And then boom, we were we were in. So loving that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could go on more, but we got some impressions to talk about in gaming. So I'll save that for then. That's what we have been up to. Uh, more to come next month. Now I'm going to take it over in gaming and we're going to start with the big one. Let's hear what you thought of Spider-Man 2. Ah. Uh- <sighs> let's start with your thoughts. I have been, listen, I, I have, I know where you stand, right? I'm sure like anybody listening to this, who's ever heard us before knows where you stand, but I need to hear it. So before I share mine, I'm dying for yours, brother. We haven't talked about this. So, well, well, I mean, the reason I wanted, I guess, hear yours is because I beat the game. I a hundred percent completed. I'm half, I'm half. Okay. So you're, you're not, you're not too far. So I, I'm going to try very hard not to say anything spoilery, but uh, I, I overall I enjoyed the game. I really enjoyed the game. I still think the first one is a little bit better. I think the first one's a lot better, brother. Yeah, you know, it's a I, lot better. And 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 probably that I'm still. I liked maybe, it better than Morales. I did like it better than Morales. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I would agree. Um. Okay, I okay. So I was wrong. I actually thought that this was going to get more glowing praise. This is cool. This is this is going to make for a good discussion then, uh, because I think you and I are probably actually going to be more aligned than I thought. On this no, game. I mean I I think we're we're still aligned like a lot because a lot of it my issues are still <laughs> the same issues I kind of had with the first one. The first and that, one, you, yeah, go ahead. 
you just you, you had some of them side missions that were just stupid. And yeah. MJ's like invincible, dude. Oh, wait, wait till you get further. She even gets more OP. And it's it, it takes you out of it a little bit. Like you, you like the way it leads you, you're like, this is the last thing on earth I want to be doing. But obviously <laughs> you have to do it. But, you know, so it, both games did it. So I can't say one did it over the other. They both had it in there. They both had stupid. Um, the first one, it was the YouTube videos of her stupid side missions. The second one, it was it's the tunnel where you're chasing the mechanical eagles or whatever they are. They're my like two two least favorite missions of that game, of both games. So they both have things I don't like. The overall story, I still thought the first one was much better. This this one, I I wanted more of Craven and Yeah, yeah I'm feeling that already. Yeah. That yeah, was the hardest I, stuff. When you first get introduced to his brigade of people, when I think you're on a ship or something, I can't recall, and they just bombard you in the water. Yeah. I died like three times. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. And then I didn't see him for hours. <laughs> they, they definitely like, they just sprinkle him in. Like I would, that was my one like criticism was I wanted more Craven. I didn't think we got enough. We got more venom than I actually thought we were getting. Yeah. I feel like that was more of like the, they kind of more focused on, on Craven and Craven and Craven. And it's, I feel like Craven's not in it that much. Uh, you know, I, I, I will tell you whenever I'm swinging around the city and I see a side mission on that app of like, go stop this crime. And it has anything to do with arson. I'm out. God, I hated that. Putting out those fires and dealing with those people that are just dressed in tank tops and sandals that just have freaking blow torches attached to their shoulders. Yeah. Give me a break. I mean, after you, you do that one, like two, three times, yeah. like you just said, you, you know, you know what to look for. You're like, all right, I can skip this. Um, just like in Ghost, when you see those little things on the map, it's like, I got to beat it. If I see an icon, you're going down. Like, I, my OCD kicked in, and there's nothing I could do. I could do without the photo ops. I mean, they're so easy, obviously, but like, yeah, Jesus. Again, that's an, it was, that was another stupid one. It was like, okay. that like the, that, crystals, the crystals for Sandman, too. It's like, if there was any variety, any, but you go, they pop out of the ground, you fight them, you break the crystal. I love the haptic feedback on that. And then you yeah. hear the 30 second dialogue and it's like, give me a little bit, a little bit of variety doing this because so, it's a like early game thing. So there's not a lot going on in the map. So it's yeah. kind of like you do this or photos or uh, you can go to the purple guy, the proc, pro, pro, whatever his name was. And like, prowler. that's it. The prowler missions. And then like, you know, random friend app things, yeah. crimes, but like, not ton to do in the early game. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. My buddy Rob, because me and him were talking about Spider-Man. He's like, man, whatever happened to the Sandman? He's kind of just like dropped off. And then I told him, I was like, yeah, I was, I thought the same thing too. Then after like you beat one little mission, one, like one pops up. Then it's like, it's like the ending of all those, you know, crystals that, and you do get the payoff at the end. So I was like, okay, like at least they, they didn't completely forget about this villain and you get, that the little ending, you know, whatever of his little character, but um, I I don't know. I, I also wanted, I guess, maybe a little bit more characters. I, you know, we really only got like the three or four mains, and everything else was just like, if anything, a quick cameo. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. heard a lot of people saying that you know Miles basically took the back seat of this one. Um, the the ending I I saw coming. I, I the ending I was just like, uh, the mid credit scene. I thought it was okay, but then the end credit, the, the end end credit scene, I was like, okay, like I I have no particular 
um, attachment to this character, but I was still like, okay, you know, whatever. So, you know, it only makes sense that we're going to get a third game considering this one broke up, you know, a 24 hour record selling what, like 2.5 billion copies. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's the third highest selling game in PS five right now. So like that, it's great. It's good to see, you know, everyone's loving it. I see Metacritic has it at 90 out of a hundred. Looks like IGN gave it the lowest score, eight out of ten, and I'm somewhere there. I'm like, like I, an eight. I'm actually, like an eight five. Yeah. We yeah. were laughing before it came out of like, oh, there's IGN being IGN, and it's like, oh wait, turns out they were right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were probably right. closer to where I'm at. I'm probably at a seven right now, seven seven five right now. Yeah, and, um, and I'm looking. Video that. Gamer gave it a ten out of ten. Shack News gave it a ten out of ten, and it's nah. it's not a perfect game. It's because I even here's I, the deal, I got man. stuck at two different places. Had to restart. Yeah, one I got mission, some major bugs. Major. One mission literally froze, and I couldn't hit any buttons, and I had to restart the mission, the yeah, whole mission. One, for me, I was swinging around. I landed on a rooftop, and I was swinging around with Miles coming as the computer, and he got stuck in a building. His legs snapped into his neck, and he folded and fell like Kate Winslet and Family Guy right through mm. the crack. Oh, windows open. And he just kind of sank into a building and I had to restart. And it was only 30 dude, seconds. But I was like, dude, dude, that patch, once you downloaded the patch, apparently that's where a lot of these bugs came from. So I've had a pretty buggy experience, which you'd say, oh, man, it's insomniac. Da, da. No, man, go back and listen to our thoughts on Miles Morales. That game was buggy as, as shit. Did, did, so this did you is see pretty people posting the cube. No, like they're like Peter Parker Miles turned into a little cube and they're swinging around the city. Oh, as is a that cube. where Spider Cube came from? Yes, I thought that was an actual character and Insomniac no. spoiled it. There was like, nope. a, I think, yeah, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. So I was I like, what the hell? Like, thankfully I didn't get that, but that I thought that one that was wild. Yeah, I, I would agree with the tens and the nines that it's getting showered with if the first two did not exist. And this was the first game of the series. But here's the one word I will categorize this game as. It's really safe. Uh, they they practically pulled no punches. They gave you almost exactly what they gave you from the first two games. And I say two as in Spider-Man 2018 and Miles Morales. There is very little new to traversal. I do like the bat or the bat wings. Oh, my God. The spider wings set or whatever to, to glide. But it doesn't make you feel like you're going any faster. It It's just you don't swing. So it's a little bit more straight lined. But it does. You don't really feel like you're going much faster. I know you can upgrade it and stuff. But like that was really the only one big traversal thing. Yeah. Um, the story plays it very safe. They very much shoehorn in the same side shit because they definitely have a quota to fill and they wanted to fill it. And so there you go. It's very short for what you'd expect. It's a 15 hour main story. Yeah. Um, 25 to, to complete it. And I'm, I feel like I spent close to 40 in the first one. Um, now granted I'd never fast traveled, but I don't think that's 15 hours of swinging. So mm-hmm. something's a missing there. Um, I'm not very engaged when my little app goes off for a crime. I'm not very engaged to do high speed chases. I'm not very engaged to do arsons. I like the bank robber stuff. I like the stuff where they have guns. It's a little harder to disarm them. Um, I hate, I hate, hate, hate forced stealth. There's plenty of that. I hate, hate, hate forced skill trees, but, but not as much as the first game of, of the uh, stuff. Agree. Agree. Yeah. I hate forced skill trees and there's three of them. You got to do a skill tree for miles for Peter. And for both. And it's That's like, goddamn, wild. I don't need to unlock these abilities. Just give them to me. 
and then let me just fight like I them all. I'm sure, but like L1 <laughs> and square, L1 and then X, L1 then circle. The, yeah, the combat yeah. is just so unsatisfying because half the time you're just you're button mashing almost to a point. Whenever yeah. I see red, I hit circle because I know Ar- I'm Arkham still ki- Arkham Knight, Batman still king. They they got still, the gliding from king. Arkham Knight. 100 100 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, a little bit there. Um uh, the I, I'm going through a school as younger Peter, and uh, I'm on the ceiling, and apparently six cops and a security guard can't mm-hmm. look up. Um, I'm four feet above you, brother. Like, just look, and how are you not going to see me? I think, like, the AI is really dumb. Um, really, really dumb, especially I, when it comes to I still to hate the, the new look of Peter Parker. Preferred yeah, the original not, first one. I bothers prefer- me. I do too. I prefer that. Um, hey, not nothing against the actor who plays him. I just definitely nope. prefer the first Peter Parker from from Spider Man twenty eighteen, not the remastered one. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit. But I will say this: the something that has been great. And again, I'm only halfway, so I don't have a ton. I've only had two or three. The big bombastic boss fights are a lot of fun. The ones that aren't just go in, find the weakness, and do it. It's almost like plays out like a movie where you're doing the chase of the lizard around the city or like the Sandman where you got to go in and you're tag teaming and they cut back between the two Spider-Man. You go in for the electric shock and then you pour water. Like when you have something to do outside of deplete the health bar punch. True. It is. It is fun and engaging. So I do like the boss battles. I probably been my favorite part. I do have to say a little bit. I think you're going to see a little bit later later on in the game. Maybe you're starting to see it now. Um, my, my one little gripe is I, I assume they got it from maybe God of War is these boss battles that you got to fight them three different times. That I is mean, annoying. Yeah. After, I mean, hey, you want to do a main boss one time or, or maybe two or whatever, but when I, every boss is like a three person fight, like every single time, that got old pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So that's one little gripe I'll say is I got tired of fighting. I don't want to say, you know, that, you know, who you fight, but. I just got tired. I, it just felt very repetitive of the same thing. Three you have a whole times. villains gallery and you're already not featuring Craven enough yet. You're doing these same boss battles three, four times. Like let's get a little variety. Yeah. So I can see that. Um, there is another thing. Oh, sugar. Man, it was just on the tip of my tongue and I can't. You, you oh, had the bird, the bird emission. Did you get that one yet? I didn't get that. I, maybe I did. And I'm, I'm not recalling. Um, but okay. there's one thing that's annoying is, the 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 whole like switching between the two Spider-Man mm-hmm. is so annoying. Um, I can't do it whenever I want. I'll swipe left and it says, oh, can't access the friend app right now. I'll open the app. I'll hit square to switch. And like, but you can't switch characters right now. It's like, but you just prompted me to do it. And I see the main mission is for Peter. Right now I'm at a side mission at a book club. It says to switch to Peter. I don't want to do the book club. I'm good get me back to Peter and it won't let me. And I'm like, so I guess I'll just swing around until it lets me. And like, I think there's just some weird stuff with that. This is why the GTA five approach of multiple playable characters or multiple protagonists is a bad idea. And the idea of switching around is cool in concept. Give me just one, at least if you're going to give me multiple, don't give me the freedom quote unquote to switch between them. at will, because it will be broken. Um, Make it story segmented. Like, Okay, God of War. Did I like the Atreus stuff? No, but at least it I knew when it was Atreus time. 
And I knew when it was Kratos time. And then you just go about your business. This, I'm like, no, I don't want to be Miles anymore. I'm tired of Miles. And also, the suits were a little underwhelming, or at least to what I've unlocked so far. I've actually stuck with the classic suits for both right now, um, just because I'm not super. They they even tried to make that like engaging. They were like, oh, yeah, you can unlock the suit, and then you can unlock five color variants of that suit. It's like, that's what you meant by 250 suits. It's yeah. just you just color swapped the damn suits. Way to go. Nice try. I'm on to you. Yeah, I, I didn't care. I didn't actually, I didn't do any of the color swaps. So I just unlocked every suit for Peter and Miles. That was it. I didn't need no color. As long as I got the main suit, just to say I 100%ed that. Yeah. So, but color swap that. I didn't care for that. Yeah. And so, like I said uh, earlier in the show, I was in Arizona for a whole week. So, and I left just a couple days after this game came out. So I didn't even, I wasn't even home to be able to play it. Um, so I came home, crammed in. I don't know. I think I'm like 10 or 11 now in. So I'm, I'm like I said, about halfway because I do like to do all the side stuff as much as I can and do a lot of exploring and take my damn time. So um, it my progress, I think, is like 46 or something. So uh, percent. And I look at the bottom of the screen. So there's that. I am happy with it. It is totally worth the money. I don't want this to make it seem like it's a bad game. It is not by any means. No, I just think of it. Yeah, oh, it. absolutely. It is a must play. It is a must buy. I'm just I'm just at the point where it's very safe. It feels very, very samey to the previous two to the point where I'm not really feeling the evolution. I'm not really feeling like the difference. And to be honest, if I'm going to go play one, I'll play the first one, which I thought had a better story, which I thought had um, this a little bit more like mystifying, like like surprise to it. It was like, oh my God, this is what it could be. Now it's just the third version of the same thing. And so I'm kind of a little bit fatigued by it. Um, but at the same time, it is not by any means bad. It is very, very good. Um, I don't want like my criticisms to come off. Like I don't like it. It's just, it's not a perfect game. It is not God of War Ragnarok. It is not Super Mario Brothers, whatever. It is not. It is a very, very solid, if not safe, third entry of a franchise. And if you have a PS5, make sure you pick it up. You'll be happy. The but, thing is, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Real quick. The thing is, I have been saying for years, at least I give Sony and Insomniac a ton of credit. This game is not a PS4 game, too. Yeah. This and, is and, PS5 only. Did we mention about the, the, the flag that they messed up that they had to fix it with a patch? I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh-uh. I thought it was the Puerto Rican flag about. for Miles Morales, and they had to switch it. And I was like, uh, they could have done their homework a little bit, but that's okay. You know, hey, it only took them five years to make the game. So, like, come on. Sam. Yeah. They didn't have too much time. Um, I just appreciate a company that is like, hey, the PS4 is done. We're, we're building this from the ground up for the PS5, and I have to give it kudos because for years I've been saying, like, can we stop with the PS4 yeah. versions, please? Yeah. So, kudos to Insomniac for that. They are the, the driving force behind the PS5, by the way. Yeah. This Wolverine, Ratchet and Clank, like they are killing it. So shout out to Insomniac. Yeah, well, they're, they're laughing all the way to the bank. So your next impression, I'm looking forward to, even though I'm pretty sure I know where you stand. But what did you think of Super Mario Brothers Wonder? Yeah, uh, this was like the, here, the, the problem with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, at least my experience with it is because, again, I was traveling. This was a very much handheld experience for me. Um, I put as much time into it as I could on the TV. Um, before I left, I had my kids come down and 
Uh, we played it in the in the basement on the big TV. My kids beat five levels. My oldest by herself, she beat the first five levels um, at four years old. So shout out, good parenting. Um, it, so like, it's it's a lot of this is like, oh man, this would have been a spectacle on the big TV, and it would have been great. Don't get me wrong, it looks awesome on the OLED, the, the handheld. Um, but a lot of this was on a plane in a hotel room, this that, and the other. So like. The, you know, the Phillies just lost game seven. Let me go play Mario. My mind wasn't in the best place ever. We weren't in the right mind space. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, I've thought my critique of this game would have been, it's a world short because usually you get eight worlds and then whatever. Um, this only had six main worlds and then the big final Bowser one. And so normally I'd have like, oh man, not enough stages. No, there was plenty of stages. They actually pack stages in each world and the travel between each world, there's three or four stages just on the way to the next world. So like the hub overworld was almost like the eighth stage because it had about a dozen levels just on its own that you're playing just to get to the next place. So like I actually thought that um, the number of levels was plenty when I got done. So I'm a hundred percent done. I beat everything, got every flagpole, every coin I'm 100% complete. So like I thought, Oh man, this but no, I was completely satisfied by the end. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I think I don't need to play any more new levels. I mean, it is wild. They introduce new enemies every single level. Brand new that you've never seen before in a Mario game. Uh, they introduce this wonder flower mechanic, which you never know what you're going to get. And there are very few repeats throughout the game. So the fresh new ideas were there. It's the best looking Mario game besides Super Mario Odyssey. Um, it is so gorgeous. It's the best 2D game by far looking. Um, they nail the aesthetic elephant. Mario is just as fun as you would have thought. Uh, the mm. new power-ups are good. There aren't a ton. And I thought to myself, like there's like four main power-ups, fireball, bubble, screwdriver, or drill, I should say an elephant. And I'm like, man, that doesn't feel like a lot. And then I'm thinking back to the old games. I'm like, well, there wasn't a lot then either. It was actually just fire flower, big Mario, and then small Mario. Um, Super Mario three frog suit and Tanuki suit. So like Mario three is still the goat. Um, I think this is probably my third favorite 2d game. I would say maybe second it's Super Mario three reign Supreme. And then this is right around Super Mario world. It is an absolute throwback. There's so many callbacks to the, the old school 2d of, of our childhood of, Mario three and super Mario world. It's inventive. It's fun. It's creative. It's funny. The voice acting is good. The fact that you can play as Daisy and toad and all this, like the things you want. Great. Love that. I played the whole entire game as Luigi. No, no shock there. Of course. Um, the final boss and the final level is what a crazy difficulty spike there. Uh, you're playing the game. It's not the hardest game in the world. I will say, um, I like that each level has a difficulty meter, one through five stars. You kind of know what you're getting into. Um, I, maybe because I'm a really, really good at platformers, and it's kind of the genre that I um, pride myself in being really good at. So maybe that's made it a little bit easier than it probably is to most. But everybody's shouting out this final level. Oh, my God. I, I, somebody took three hours. Somebody died, I think, Damn. 75 times. Da, da, da. I died once and beat it second try in like 15 minutes total. And I was like, uh, so it I think wasn't it was as hard as everyone was saying, but it was hard. It was, it would have been difficult. It, I can see why people think it's difficult. Um, I just, they're just not real didn't, gamers. 
I'm like, yeah, you're not a platformer guy like me. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, I just, I just I don't know. I didn't find it as hard as everybody thought. Um, I've actually thought it was a pretty easy Mario game, all things considered. So uh, if you're looking for that 2D platforming goodness and you don't want to play new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, because, you know, this game just puts that to shame. Um, for example, you die in new Super Mario Bros. U and it boots you back to the overworld. You have to recover from it. You have to go back to the level. You have to hit A. The level loads in and then you play. It's like 45 seconds or more between each death. This, if you die, boom, your screen hits, your level, go, your life drops by one. You're right back in. And it's like eight seconds. And you're like, thank God. I really needed that. Uh, that's yeah. really cool because uh, some people will die a lot. So that's cool. There was very few auto scrollers, which I appreciate. I don't like auto scrollers. I don't know why the last level chose to be half an auto scroller. That kind of annoyed me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just as good as every review says it is. It deserves all the praise. I was watching the thing that my like barometer, because everybody knows I'm going to like it. So it's not a big surprise. My barometer is I go on Twitch and I'll watch non Nintendo streamers or like YouTube or whatever. I'll watch non Nintendo people play it and like see their impressions and their opinions and like it's glowing there's nobody that has a problem with it so yeah i'm i'm super jacked on it it's boy howdy um it ain't tears of the kingdom no no it ain't uh so that that'll still be far and away the the game of the year but like when i look at the other games in contention spider-man and uh resident evil 4 and even like Metroid Prime Remaster and Super Mario RPG, like there's a ton of games, Starfield, stuff like that. Like, where does it rank in there? I don't know. We'll find out when we do our end of the year We Pot Awards. Um, but yeah, super duper excited uh, about the future of 2D Mario because I hope they never do another new game mm-hmm. again. I hope I hope we continue along this brand new imaginative fun. You could tell the developers had a good time. And just had no restraint. Like, just go ham, guys. Whatever you want to do, do it. And it was very clearly on display. So, yeah, it's it's just a really solid platformer. It is a must play for any Nintendo Switch owner. And the last video game impression we have. What'd you think of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's DLC? Don't buy it. <laughs> Easy, um, right to the point. Yeah, guys, it's not good. Um I love I was that already, for a, a Pokemon hot take that Greg's well, not a fan of. I like well, it. Remember, too, though, Scarlet and Violet last year was my number four game of the year. It didn't even make my top three. <laughs> Legends Arceus, clearly superior in every way. And so, like, I, as much as I was looking forward to the DLC, and as much as I love getting 100 new Pokemon to Shiny Hunt, and I have, my goal is to get all of the original 151 Shiny. And this DLC goes a long way for that. It does have some new ones that I was able to. And the second pack will do that too. And hopefully the second DLC pack makes the whole thing worth buying. But just on this one alone, go here, read a sign, go here, battle, go here, get story, Mm. go here, read another sign, go here, catch a legendary roll credits it gets over it gets it gets old it was was, no it was just boring Mm. it was boring as shit and i'm like i don't care i didn't i probably put 20 hours into it and i would say 
like 15 of that was just going around shiny hunting and collecting and finish. I didn't do the first story mission until I completed my decks in the region because I was just like, wow. that's what I want to do. And like only a hundred new ones. Cool. Gave you gave us a hundred new ones. I appreciate it. But like, think about it. One new Pokemon is usually three Pokemon because it evolves once or twice. So like the variety is only like 30 to 35 new ones, but then you get the evolutions. So it's like a hundred's not as much as they really make it seem like. And then the Kitakami decks is 250. But be, if you finished your decks in the main game, 150 of that is already filled. And it's like, God, dude, I'm done the decks in just a few hours because they're all easy to find. This isn't the old games where you got to go through the grass and get the randoms. They're all on the overworld. I can see them. So just go catch them. It's easy. And so like, yeah. I just thought it was a little, a little boring, a little slow. I didn't give a shit about the story. Um, the new legendaries are fine. If anything, uh, the new characters were kind of dumb and I just love the honesty. Yeah. Scarlet and Violet, I think will end up uh, overall a, a plus for trying an open world, a plus plus for the new shiny hunting method, a plus plus for the accessibility to shiny hunting Everything else about this game is just so mid, as the kids say. I think this is going to go down. It's just like a very forgettable, and in 20 years, it'll be everybody's favorite, but a very forgettable experience. I uh, just Scarlet and Violet, not my favorite gen. This is this just DLC is just like a amalgamation of all of that. It's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't recommend spending 30, 35 bucks on it. Just don't do it. Right. You're already here first. Next up. The PS5 Slim is real. Yeah, and with some really weird caveat. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about this? I like it was the, like the CD drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. yeah. I was like, Dude, uh. listen, it looks fine. It's actually not that much different. It's wild how like the so samey the design is to the original PS5. It's just literally a little bit skinnier. Um and the disk drive is detachable and you're like sweet that that could make it look nicer i could you know if i'm a digital guy if i want to go physical i still have that option here's the kicker and this just this is not a problem in 2023 but it it will be it will be when it comes to game preservation and like plug and play in 15 to 20 years um, when this thing's a relic you have to when you detect when you attach the disk drive to the PS5 Slim for the first time, you have to be online. Mm. And so, like, yeah, when they have read when they eventually strip this console of its online capability, well, guess what? There goes your disk drive. Uh, at least the first time, you it's only the first time, but let you know, remember if you haven't done it, if you buy it secondhand, if you're collecting it, or you know, whatever, um, these are the things you got to think about. You know, 20 years ago, no one gave a shit that the N64 had a pretty unremarkable, you know, that stupid thing that that uh, the thing you pop in the front, the expansion pack. Oh, the expansion and, pack, yeah. Yeah, like, come on now. Or people didn't realize the sticks, the control sticks on the, the are horrible. So, like, now we got to buy a controller. It has to have great sticks. Like, things like that. The batteries in the old games, you have to replace the battery and have the Pokemon games or else they don't save. Like, just like things like that that you don't think about in the moment. I think I would hope we'd have more foresight in 2023. It just seems like, nah, this is just what's best for our wallets. Yeah. Yeah. It, now, it, 
I know that it's 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 a little bit thinner. It was a little bit less in weight, but did, did they say anything about a price point? No, I don't believe so. I don't think we have a price date yet. I, I, I don't think I we released it. Uh, and and so I think we're just at like this weird point of like, and they did officially announce it. This is not a leak or a rumor. So it's like I think we're at a point of just like they were like, okay, we need something. <laughs> the yeah, games aren't coming. Release something, yeah. The games aren't coming. This thing has been rumored forever. It was leaked forever ago. Well, after uh, Spider Man, what's what's coming out? Nothing. Nothing. That's what I'm nothing. saying. I don't. I don't. This was my only game I had. My only game of the year for my list is only Spider Man Two. So it's like I, I don't. I don't know what's left for. I don't know what's next for me. Logan. I would imagine what's next for you is Final Fantasy Remake Part. 2. Oh yeah, it is. Yep, February. That yep, is not a it. first party Sony game. It just happens True. to be. It will be a Sony exclusive for X amount of time. I mean, it is so already like, pre-ordered. I'm you know, it's just like what else is coming on the PS5? Nothing. Well, so like, let's get something out there. Right. Let's get something out there. I mean, eventually the uh, 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 Avatar, right? Nope. From Tears of Pandora. It. That's oh, yeah, coming for, in December. But for a PS5 game. But yeah, that's yeah. that's not that's on other consoles and stuff. Tekken Eight is coming. The Suicide Ooh. Squad game. Right, it's coming eventually. Um, there's just not a ton coming down the line, so Sony's like, you know, what can we do? It's like, okay, let's release a new console. Uh, yeah, I don't no, know. I think that, that seems like that's our answer. It's a weird, it's weird timing. It's very vague around the details of it. It's not much of an improvement from what it looks like. I don't mind the heft of the PS5. It actually kind of is part of its charm. Is it's this giant thing that won't fit in my it, fucking entertainment eater. center. It is a giant. It is, and ironically, it's on top of my fireplace right now. So, um, oh, yeah, it's just a, this was just a weird decision, and I'm thinking Sony was just like, we got this thing. Like the Switch Two is coming next year. Let's get ahead of that because that will dominate headlines. Also, Microsoft has not announced their half step, which will most likely come soon too. Let's kind of be first to market on this thing. Let's let's dominate the mind share. Jim Ryan also left PlayStation. Um, he was the head of PlayStation, so like. They needed some positivity, some good news, some things to like gain a little bit more of the uh, of the uh, the goodwill. So let's get this out there. They just announced the earbuds today and then two rounds of layoffs. We'll talk about that in a minute. So like, there's just a lot of question marks around Sony. And usually the answer is, well, they got great games. They might. Well, we don't know about them. That's the problem. Yeah, sadly. Tons of games of service. Who gives a shit about half the games? That, that showcase still bothers me. It's been six months. That showcase still, still sucks so it. bad. It's still what game do I care about from that showcase? The only one I care about is the one that just came out on Friday, and I got nothing else, guys. It's it was a, a wreck of a showcase. Let's just call it what it is. It did not age well. Yeah, and you just mentioned it. The Switch Two was shown off behind closed doors at Gamescom, and there's more to this story. Um, this is not like a internet leak from some rando or anything like that. This is VGC. This is Eurogamer. This is people saying we, you know, there are eyes on this thing. And was it the finished model that it'll look like in stores? No, they brought the guts, right? Like they brought the the stuff that it will do. Um, it was tech demoing uh, a version of Breath of the Wild running at 4K 60, which it's Breath of the Wild. It's a seven year old game at this point, mm-hmm. but 4K 60 for Nintendo or Two things I never thought I'd say back to back. So that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. It also was running that Matrix demo that was built for PlayStation to show off Unreal Engine that looks like you're in the damn movie. And it was running that uh, at 
buttery smooth with no hiccups. So like, here's what I'm thinking. The switch two, we'll call it that for, you know, whatever name it'll be, who knows what Nintendo will do. This thing will be a, like a PS4, PS4 pro. And I'm really confident in saying that from first party. I don't know if third party is going to be able to like, I don't know, uh, take advantage of those of the hardware in ways that Nintendo from a first party perspective will, but I'm really interested because when you think about Nintendo games, you don't think about lifelike graphics. You think about that cartoony Mario Metroid Zelda. You know, I don't think about God of war and Spider-Man and Starfield. So what games is Nintendo going to bring from a first party that will make use of ray tracing. Literally the quote was the Zelda. ray tracing will be better than PlayStation five. Wow. That is, yeah, a, that sounds nice. It sounds nice. Yeah. And we, we still have to see this, right? It still has mm-hmm. to be real, you know, and then it's all good behind closed doors, but we'll see what it actually looks like. But what this did for me, what this really did for me was we all know it's coming. This is not a, a news that Nintendo is making a new console. What this did for me was gear up that it's coming soon. Like that, that season year. is here. And that and remember, we didn't do a September episode and there was a Nintendo Direct in September. We didn't cover. We never talked about it. I never gave my thoughts on it. I don't plan to. It was but their what, final lap. It was that's it. That's it exactly right. Lap. That direct, all it was was Sayonara Switch. Yep. Thanks for the last seven years. Yep. We're gearing up for next year. Um, and so I mean, I, I, mean I feel like that was loud and clear all throughout. Every, everyone even said, like, this is their victory lap. This is they're rounding the, the final lap and it's going out in the sunset. Yeah. And this is 100% like this. Ja- I think around January 1st is when my eyes are really going to start to be like, all right, I expect before the end of March 2024 for this thing to be unveiled. And I'm oh, expecting wow. that, that fully. Yeah. I think it'll come. September, October, I think we learn about it before March. So I think we're right on the cusp, just a few months away of learning about this whole thing. And that's extremely exciting for me. Um, But like, that's what this whole thing did. It was just like, it made it real and people were psyched on it. (laughs) This was not a disappointing tech demo. So um, be on the lookout over the next four to four to six episodes from us around the Switch 2's reveal because it's coming soon, guys. Next up, a third Star Wars Jedi game is in development. Before Sam and I came on the podcast, I had said something to him like, hey, we're not just a nerdy news pod. I dropped that from our intro, like the, where you get your monthly nerdy news. If we're going to do monthly, let's have something to say about each story. Let's let's have a discussion. Let's talk. And then I forgot to get rid of this because that's all this is. It's just a piece of news. I don't give a fuck. Um, I didn't play the second one. Never plan on it. And I, yeah, guess I just heard it was, just, it was Cameron Monaghan just mentioning, yeah, that they're, they're working yeah. on a third game. I guess this is our gift to you. If you didn't know, <laughs> cool, there's a new one. I don't have anything else to say. And we have two stories left in gaming. And unfortunately, they're two downers. You can even just mention them both at the same time, too. Okay, so we, there's, there's layoffs. And the first one, we have Naughty Dog has laid off almost 30 developers and their multiplayer title is in development hell. And... There was also layoffs at Bungie. So that's what I meant earlier with, with the whole PlayStation 5 Slim. Like, let's get some good news out there. Jim Ryan left. They actually let go of Connie. I can't remember. She was like the head of architecture for 34 years. Apparently, Jesus. she was let go. Um, and so I, I don't want to 
misquote or anything, but I believe it was not her decision. So I'm sorry in advance if I got that wrong and she left on good terms, but I don't think that's the case. And two Sony internal teams were just hit with layoffs before they could Mm. get their next project out. Like this is a bad time for Sony. Let's just call that what it is. Their best news was earbuds. Uh, And they, they announced the earbuds the same day, actually before the Bungie news came out. So they wanted to do the whole, let's get Get the good news out there. And so like the bad news can skate under, but you're not skating. This is a Twitter Mm. world guys. You're never, I'm sorry, X, you're never going to like skate by, (laughs) believe me, we will find it. Um, And yeah, so Bungie and Naughty Dog laying off staff, both internal Sony studios, which listen, I've been there. I said that on this pod, this has been a horrible year for me. Uh, At least the first half was, I feel doubly as bad as I would in normal. And so uh, feel for those developers. You put your heart and soul for years into a project just to be told you no longer have a, a role. So that is yeah. something that I'm so sorry to hear. The other news here being that this multiplayer title, we'll call it factions for le- lack of a better term, because guess what? They should have titled it by now and we should have seen it, but they ain't. Uh, the ironic part is Sony delayed this indefinitely due to Bungie's feedback, and then they just laid off a whole bunch of Bungie people. So. This multiplayer Last of Us game, I'm Trash. thinking we never see it. Yep. Yeah, at this point, I, they're going to shift their focus back on to, to part three, the Last of Us yeah. part three, which yep. rightfully so. That's where it probably should be. Make make your money or do a crazy pivot and go to another Uncharted game. Go to something that you can go to your Well, there is another Uncharted game in butter. development. We yep. know that. That was that teased with the, the girl yep. with the treasure in that one like news thing. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to be made by Naughty Dog. I I also think there's a new IP in the works there, by the way. I just want to point that out. So yeah. I think they are pivoted to putting all the resources back into their two single-player games in development. That's just my personal thought. But now they're 30 people short. Uh, and that's actually a pretty massive amount of people when it comes to a game developing team. Um, so you know, kudos or not kudos. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, sorry to hear about that to them, but I don't think we're ever going to see this. I think if we see a multiplayer thing for the last of us, it's one of those things where, Hey, it's a part of part three. Again, we're bringing back the multiplayer side and they're just going to take the guts of whatever this is. Yeah. Just kind of throw it in there, but that those are still years and years away. So, uh, shitty news, man. Shitty time to, to, to to not to be a part of Sony. That's not what I'm trying to say. Shitty time to uh to have to hear about this before these games were even announced and stuff. Bungie announced Marathon and no one cared. And so like, yeah, it's just a this is just a weird time in gaming. Just a weird, yeah. weird time. Uh we'll go into movies now with some really good news. As a matter of fact, the the first thing, only two stories in news over or movies over the last two months. You might say, like, dude, you guys have two months to do stories and there's only two of them. There's a strike. <laughs> There ain't shit happening in movies right now, guys. Uh, But one of our favorite uh, net, one of our favorite anime of all time, favorite manga of all time, Initial D may be getting a live action film. Not not only that, though, it may be directed by uh, Soon Kang, who you may know from the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, So this is pretty insane news and it came out of his interview in a chinese newspaper or magazine or online publication something this was not announced stateside this was actually uh transcribed from 
an interview across the world. So pretty wild that this kind of just flew under the radar and might be maybe one of our most hyped stories of the month. And initial D is our favorite arcade racing game. Uh, I believe I can speak. Probably my favorite arcade game of all time. Yeah. Just in general. So this is like one of my favorite stories. I didn't even know this was in our list. So I was, no one was more surprised to me to read this before we just hit record. And I am so freaking hyped for this. Sung Kang is actually a huge car racer, loves cars. I've been following on G for a while. I didn't see him release on G, so it makes sense that he was on getting interviewed or something like that somewhere else. Uh, a live action initial D. Uh, yes, please. Sign me up. Take my money. I'm there in theaters. Pay for it on Netflix. Whatever I have to do to support that shit. Started a uh, goddamn GoFundMe. Make this movie happen. Oh, as we were recording my... $53 for my annual Nintendo account just came out, and thank God I get paid soon. There you so. go. Yeah, I just got hit with my Amazon Prime account like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, there we go. There goes all my money. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, man. Um, if you don't know, he is Han from the yes. uh, Fast and the Furious movies. I think he only died six times uh, during still the Still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm sorry. He is still alive. He has been resurrected. Um, so Easter Sunday is actually Lazarus Pit. Han. Just kidding. <laughs> so yeah uh, i am so excited if you don't know uh initial d is legitimately groundbreaking stuff it is actually still 20 some years later utilized as like a starting point for anybody who wants to get into street racing because it is such a realistic view into that world it is incredible the tokyo pop is like a big meme but it's still my favorite adaptation of the anime a little bit of nostalgia bias there yeah um, but for sure uh but I mean, initial D Takumi Fujiwara, his dad owns a tofu shop. He hates racing, but he has to deliver the tofu every morning. He has to do it on the mountains. And so he actually just naturally learns how to be this incredibly gifted street racer and masters the art of the drift and eventually the world of Japanese street racing. Yep. And mountain pass racing sucks him into that world, and there's a whole giant story that goes into that. Weave in a love story with story with we'll call her Natalie from the Tokyo Pup, but Natsuke, I believe. So like if you're looking for the potential of all like the anime to go live action, if you're looking for the potential of a truly great one, this is right up there because there yeah. isn't this massive fantasy thing. There's no, you know, like demons and stuff that they would have to really drive home. These are people driving cars, right? Like it's something that you could pretty easily adapt, which makes it even ex more exciting for me that now I can stop focusing on, are they going to visually make this work and more on, are they just going to nail this narratively? They could film it at location. So like they really yeah. can do this movie justice. Here's my big question for you though. If they do a movie, there are what five or six chapters of initial D um, you got to start in order. You got to start in order. Well, hold on. Hold on. Do you retell or do you go fresh with a brand new story? Even though people might not understand. Do you just, and by brand new story, I don't mean start 10 years down his career, but change it. Do you reimagine Takumi Fujiwara's whole entire backstory and give us something? Brand I mean, new? you know, Maybe a couple tweaks just to keep the, the diehards kind of on their toes a little bit just so we can't predict every movie. But for the most part, I would like to see a lot a lot of the same stuff, but, you know, keep, keep it a little bit interesting. I, yeah, like, I think keep... You gotta, you gotta balance that line somehow. Keep the tofu stuff, keep the, like, the disinterest, 
then it eventually gets sucked in. But if you changed around some characters, if you changed around some of the opponents and like, you know, the deck, the, the duct tape death match stuff, like how would you incorporate those? The My favorite battle of all time is the one in the rain. So like, do you do that? How many races are in this movie? Because this is not a TV series. This would be a movie. How much do you tell in two hours? And how fast does it go? That is another yeah. concern. They do have initial D movies. Um, Japan has done them. Yep. Do you just take from that and almost just adapt that to English? Um, so like there, there are things you can do. I am more psyched. I guess I'm like, what? Not even cautiously optimistic. I'm just regular optimistic. Yeah. But I am definitely can like, are they going to go in a direction? Are they? Here's this. Are they just going to Americanize the shit out of this? You know what I mean? If if it was maybe if it was another person besides Sun Kang, maybe I would I would lean Good more point. towards that. But just because it's him who who I imagine read the manga growing up, watched the anime, is into racing, I, I think we're in good hands. Good point. Really, really good point. And I'll double down on that and say we already have the first couple Fast and the Furious movies for that. Mm-hmm. If you want just a straight story. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that there's a lot of room to get a creative and separate yourself because, you know, there's going to be those comparisons. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. How man. do you differentiate yourself from Fast and the Furious? That's a really good question. One that, um, listen, if anybody's going to do it, we have the car enthusiast. We have the the initial D enthusiast. I know he's definitely close to that source material. I'm sure he's a massive fan. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't expect this till what, 26, 27? At, at least especially with the strike still going i don't know if there's going to be i don't know if this has to do with the strike though it depends on if they utilize english actors or not like he could utilize japanese actors he could utilize people that maybe don't have affiliation with sag after i mean this was announced at a chinese newspaper i don't know i don't know what this is going to be if he's utilizing an american studio and american actors sure we'll have to wait till the strike is over but the writer strike is over by the way so they can write it that's the good part is production on these things can start again, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, this is old news too. This is crazy. This happened like, like the day after. <laughs> yeah, this is wild. Uh, but the Lando D- Disney plus series will no longer be a series. It's actually getting adapted into a movie now. Sam, is this a good thing? I think it is because we got the Han Solo movie. It makes sense that the, the, the shift Lando to to be a movie i you know because there's some of the shows that are you know, a little slow they're drawn out this you can kind of make it just a, a two-hour movie rather than draw it out to a four and a half hour tv show I, i'm i'm I'm, a, I'm okay with this move actually hmm. i like that perspective too yeah i think i didn't even think about matching like kind of wit for wit with the solo movie i almost forget that thing exists and it's not it's mm-hmm. not as bad as everybody you know at least at the time thought it's it a bad rap it does get a bad rap yeah um yeah, I see it, and I agree with it. I jive with that. I really agree with the whole Disney Plus has done this thing of drawing out way yeah, now too Disney much. Disney Plus is $15.11 a month, so they're, I think after Loki, they might be getting cut for a little bit for me. I might be going on a little pause frame. I tell you, that's the beauty about paying annually. I get two months free. Yeah, true. That's it for me. I get two months free by paying up front. And uh, it's a. I only get her piece once a year. I almost forget about it. So yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, we move into TV with probably the second most exciting yes. story of the month. Uh, the live action adaptation for Netflix of Yu Yu Hakusho got a release date. It kept saying winter, December, but we never knew. And now we know it's hitting Netflix December 14th. 
We are going to talk about it in two episodes. Oh, and it can qualify for our Wee Pod Awards. This is a great time to be alive. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have hope after watching One Piece and yep. coming from a guy who didn't never watched the anime, knew nothing, jumped in and really enjoyed it. I have faith in you, Hakusho, even though we still didn't see no trailer. I didn't see shit. I need to see something, please. It's it's We're almost in we November. We saw what they looked like. We know yeah, the but actors We're, we're almost in November. I want to see some, some dialogue. I want to see what some other characters look like. Also, I did read that they're doing a reimagining of Yu Hakusho, so they're, it's getting. I don't know if it's just going to get like a, uh, a whole new show or 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 just kind of like mastering the the old show. I, I don't know what they're doing, but if I hear anything more of it next podcast, I'll update it. But anything to get new more of Hakusho is good news. But first, let's stick this landing with live action and keep this anime live action train of of actually good material rolling because I don't want one of my favorite animes to, to go down like death note did. Like I really want this to be great. I want to see a season two. I don't want it to go out like cowboy bebop and only get one season because it deserves better than that. The manga is great. The anime is great. Stick to landing. If one piece could do it, if Roni Kenshin can do it for five movies, Yu Hakusho can do it. December 14th. I'll, we will be watching day one. Day one, and this has jumped to the most anticipated thing of the year for me. I know there's only two more months of the year, but when you think about like the Iron Claw movie, you think about Super Mario RPG, you think about uh, For All Mankind mm. season four. This it is trumps. above all of yeah. that. Yep. Um, for All Mankind is the only thing that's particularly I like could say on a given Close. day. Like, yeah is close, but I have 20 more years of history with you, you than I do of for all mankind. And yep. so uh, this is just something that I have been waiting for, for years. We've talked about this when before the pandemic, this might've even been announced. Um, so we've been talking a really long time about this and we finally just were a month and a half away. Here's the thing to consider and remember for the folks who are going into this, this is not one piece. This was not made for an English audience. It is not made even particularly in English. I believe the English will be a dub of Japanese. This is made for Japanese audiences. It is natively shot and uh, written and filmed in Japanese that they'll be dubbing. So like, don't go into this thinking it's going to be for American audiences. You will have to either sub it or dub it and go from there, which I actually look at as an advantage for this reason. The Japanese just like creativity and culture is so off the charts that they give you something that American studios and American actors and American culture just doesn't offer. Mm-hmm. And so like I, my expectations for this show are exactly where I want them to be. I have no idea what to expect. I'm just hoping to be pleasantly surprised. And I just hope that the dub is good. Um, I would obviously love the original cast. I oh don't my god! Think Could you imagine? I would just how I would just shit. I would just shit on my floor. Like I just said, I would just <laughs> shit on my floor if that were to happen. Just actively. That would be so, dude. Show. That would make our experience. Like I think, no matter what, it gets like it starts top, off at a six. top three. <laughs> it t- right, yeah, right. It starts off at a six, and it probably makes our top three just for that reason alone. I mean, I think I'm up to 48 new TV shows this year. So Jesus. my, I, I'm going to be battling hard for this top three, that the top three is really going to have to earn it. Like the fact that yellow jackets just right now is not 
in the conversation for yeah. me should tell you everything you need to know about nowhere the near the television. top three. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is just, I'm just so excited. And we only have two more episodes to do before we talk about it. Here's the funny part. This is just more of an anecdote. Sam and I, when we do our WePod awards, we usually do them at the top of the show. We lead the show off with them and then we go in and do the rest of the episode. It's going to be very funny this year, how we're going to do that most likely. Um, and then we're going to talk about the show and then hours. later on give our impressions. <laughs> it's just going to be so funny. Oh, it's my it. number two of the year. And then a half hour later. So what'd you think about the new show series? So I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. We, we always do. We always do. But I, I cannot be more happy that it's this year. I just, cause I've been waiting so long to talk about it. I cannot wait. Uh, but yeah, you, you show December 14th, mark your calendars. Also mark your calendars for 11 days from now. Um, 10 probably or less from the time you're listening to this for all mankind. Season four has a release date on Apple TV plus November 10th. It's right around the stinking corner. About damn time. I feel like it's been so damn long since season three. So they better include that recap in the beginning because I'm going to need it. I think it was July or August of last year. It's, it was, it's usually a summer show. Uh, so, yeah, they, they held off for four or five more months. It was very much the Yellow Jackets treatment. I believe like 15 months or so between seasons. Yeah. Um, luckily, my wife wanted to watch it. So I do have the what happened fresh in my head. Um Luckily, I will have a partner to watch it with this time as she she is super down and we'll be watching it every, I think, Friday, probably when it releases um, together. So really hyped about that. They did drop a trailer. Ed Baldwin looks weird as shit. I don't love it. But I think where I'm at with this show based on the trailer, based on the trailer is um, not. Uh, I'm not as hyped as I normally would be because they focused very heavily on a new character that we've yeah. never seen before. And I'm like, Oh, they're doing it because it's going to take us a minute to get in it. It's going to take, yeah, I, this new character is going to need some selling for me. Usually yeah. the new characters they introduce are side characters that you just like kind of eventually learn to love. This one seems to be a brand new story based on a brand new astronaut uh, who doesn't even want to be an astronaut or never thought to be. And it's like, Oh, Cool. Um, what about Danielle Poole? What about Ed Baldwin? What about this? What about Margot out there and, and uh, where she's at? So, yeah, uh, I am so excited. However, um, just, just deliver, just deliver. I mean, yeah. they only, they waited a-, a month. They waited a month to give us this. Like, hold on. No, they waited until it was a month out before dropping the release date. And I love when shows do that because I don't have to wait forever, but damn dude. This is this is gonna be a that good past and, couple months, and it shows faith that they have a good season. So let's let's hope it's good. Yeah, next time Sam and I record, we'll give our thoughts on the first however many episodes there are when we record. Probably three ish, I'd say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely look for our for all mankind season four impressions the next time we record. The best part about where I'm at in life is I don't have to force myself to watch Disney Plus shows anymore, uh, for, particularly for this podcast. So I will rely super heavily on Sam um, for the next two sections. Uh, Sam, Loki season two. We both had thoughts on season one. I'm dying to know. Is season two an improvement? And should I watch it? 
so far, I would say it is a small improvement from season one. So not enough for me to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I was very vocal saying how much I did not like season one. Um, so far, I'm, I've been seeing a few people saying season two so far is um, Marvel's one of their best Disney Plus shows. I mean, it's not hard to do considering we just had Secret Invasion come out, which was basically dog crap and Miss Marvel. So, I mean, their track record hasn't been great. They released the first four episodes so far. And it's okay. I will say Jonathan Majors is a little bit better. I like him way better than I did the first season. I thought he was terrible in the first season. Um, Kihu Kwan is a character they brought back in season two. I, I actually love this guy. This guy is fantastic. I, I'm always glad to see him on screen. Owen Wilson, my boy. Um, Hiddleston, it just, I, he is Loki. I mean, he, he is Loki. I, he's been playing this character 20 years. It, it, it's okay. It's, it's six episodes. Um, is it done? No, there's two two more episodes left. Okay. I, I I'm hoping for something big, like nothing, like really kind of like. I would say this isn't my favorite show, but again, like I'm like I said, I'm in too deep. I watch everything. Maybe I'm getting a little bit stale on Loki. I'm just getting a little tired of it. You know, I I don't know. I, well, I, the first I guess season I wasn't that great. Yeah, and everybody else thinks it was. I. I just didn't care. So, I mean, like, do you, you know, do we I'm really getting tired have... of var- I guess I'm just getting tired of the time variance and, and all this crap and time travel and this, and it, 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 it there's a lot going on, but I, I appreciate what they're doing. I'm still going to watch it. I hope, hopefully maybe I get a, a change around and I, I, I love it, but so far it's okay. It's a small improvement. It's better than secret invasion and miss Marvel. Thank God. Cause if not, uh, Marvel would be in trouble, but again, you know, it's for for what it is so far. It looks like hopefully Marvel Disney Plus is doing that course correcting, and hopefully we're gonna get better product instead of just getting bombarded with crap. Did you uh, have plans to go see the Marvels? I I will. I I told you I will see it. I'm, but I'm not looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> Because that'll the, be something we have next month for you. Is like yeah. I'm, again, I'm, I'm going to try to see it. I'll try to see it in theaters just to you know see what they're doing. This is Phase Five. Maybe I'm almost it's, positive it's the same day as For All Mankind. Isn't it November 10th? Yeah, it is. It is. It is actually. I mean, it, which it, is also Veterans Day, by the way, or at least yes, the it observed. Is. It it just it. has to be just be better than Miss Marvel, and I'll be okay with that. Holy but shit, again, I I, I'm worried. I'm more worried about the people that didn't watch. Miss Marvel, who didn't watch these other shows, who's going to see this movie, not knowing who these characters are, what the hell's going on, what their powers are. So they're going to have to do some explaining to do to get everyone caught up who didn't watch the show so you understand what the hell's going on in this freaking movie. Yeah, I I, th- I bet you For All Mankind and that movie did that on purpose for Veterans Day Observe, for the Observed Veterans Day. Like, yeah, could be. Like that could be. That could be. But... You know, you know what could solve all that is just like a YouTube thing. I don't know if we have to waste origin story time in a movie. Like, just Marvel release an official pre-movie thing. Five minutes, catch us up. Like that's yeah, all to recap. In this, yeah, in this digital age, like everybody has access to that shit. Yeah. Um. So Loki season two. Uh, I know that this is going to be a loaded question. Um, is this a story that was worth retelling? That's number one. 
like they're worth going back to the well, I should say. Like, did it deserve to have a second season? Um, knowing that there's still two episodes left. And also, second part of the question, where does it rank in the pantheon of like Marvel Disney Plus shows? I mean, I think you had to because where uh where Kang ended in Ant-Man, you had to have his comeback. So without the second season, as far as we know, Ant- uh, Kang's dead and that's it. So they have to have his kind of comeback to bring in the Council of Kangs and all that kind of crap. So it's like, all right, I get it. It needs a second season. But do we need a third? Probably not. Ranking wise, I w- I'm still mid. It- it's-, it's mid for me. Loki season one didn't do it for me. Season two, you're still not there yet. So right at mid level. Is it better or worse than WandaVision? <laughs> I mean, I would say I liked it better than WandaVision. We know that WandaVision was not for me. I still think the first three episodes were a waste of time. And I'm, I'll, I'll die on that hill. Oh, I, we loved Hawkeye. Yeah. We Haw- sure Hawkeye is, t- is top tier Disney Plus. Yeah. Still my favorite Marvel MCU show. Yeah. I'd still, agree. For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Gen V, the boys spinoff. Uh, more of like a collegiate story. Yeah. If uh, it, I've, I've heard good things, it is 100% on my list. I actually thought I would have gotten to it by now, but I just haven't. Um, well, definitely on the short shows, games. There's a lot going on. What do you think, though? What about Gen V? I, I think it's good. It's not on the I, it, it's as definitely as some crazy off the wall shit as the boys, but I still think I enjoy the boys more. But for me, not knowing really any of the cast, maybe if, besides a few people, I, I think they're doing a pretty good job. It already got renewed for season two. I like that it's basically sent concurrently with the fourth season of the boys. So it's like everything's kind of going at the same time. So I really like that. Um, I think there's only one episode left. Yeah, so they've released the first seven so far, and there's one left first season. So so far, I'm okay with it. I, I think if you watch, if you like the boys, I think you will like this. Um, maybe some subjects are a little touchy, but it's it's the boys. You, you should know what you're getting into. You had a great cameo by one of my favorite uh, guys from last season or season four of the boys. I won't say his exact name, but it was great to see him show up for his little cameo. But I don't know. I I think if you're if you're a fan of the boys, you got to watch this because there's still some gruesome stuff. This is a hard R, definitely not one for the young kiddos. But check it out on Amazon Prime. Besides the cameo, does it feel like it's the boys? Like I know you said, yeah, it's oh not yeah, you're you're, you're still there. It's yes, you're it's still. you're it's okay. still that world, that tone, that what the hell moments happen, and uh, it's like did they just do that? Yeah, they did, and they. It's 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 good. I ain't gonna lie. I'm enjoying it. Very cool. And like you said, it is renewed for a season two, so more uh, on the horizon to look forward to on Amazon Prime. Again, a series that just or a, a streaming service that just continues to just keep being very solid. Yeah. Uh, the Office is potentially getting rebooted. Um, wow. Everybody, The Office versus Parks and Rec versus. Uh, so I am not the biggest Office fan. Um, I never gave it a time of day, so I don't know. Yeah. We already have two versions of it. Uh, mm. It's one of those things where I could have lived without it, yeah. um, but I know this this news is making people very happy. And when I put it on Instagram uh, as one of our stories, it probably got the most random DMs. Um, than there's a lot of office fans out there. Yeah, tons, and they're and they're hardcore. They're hardcore. 
Daredevil Born Again is getting completely overhauled. So probably another three years out, maybe. I mean, I mean what do you think about all this? They, they fired the writer, the execs, the directors, and I mean, I think this is a good move. I think they they looked at what they had so far and they realized it wasn't working. It was probably Disney Plusified. Disney Plusified. Yeah. Oh my God. That's that. That's, Jinx. that's you could tell we're boys. We've known each other for a lot of years. Where we're already we're, we're thinking the same way, same wavelength. That's how we do it over here. We probably we know things. Um, oh again, my I, fucking god! I, I think this is I think this is a, a great thing because you have to to me, Darren. This is great. You can't have too much corny shit. But I still want to see. I still hope we see Jump uh, Burnthal as Punisher coming back. As long as it's still Charlie Cox, it's still. The same crew that we want to see is, um, are we going to get, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ritter, uh, Jessica Ritter? Um, Chris, Kristen Ritter? Chris, Kristen Ritter. I don't even know why I said Jessica. Because it was Jessica Jones. But hopefully they can bring so the crew back. Just kidding. I, but again, I, I think this is a good thing. You know, yeah, it probably cost them millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, it probably got them delayed another two years. But I'd rather wait, finish, give us a product that you guys are proud of. And it's not just a piece of shit. Because... You can't do Daredevil a disservice because the first three seasons of Netflix are fantastic. Uh, I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> I was. Because we haven't I, talked I, about I this like at almost, all. This is like the first time we ever mentioned it like together. Yeah, so. yeah I was. I, I, I wish I would say like this caught me by surprise. But when you think about all of the Disney plus shows that yeah. could fit like where does daredevil of all characters especially the gritty dark daredevil fit in disney plus and so I have no idea if you were to yeah you know if, if we were to talk about any of the series of like which one do you think would get rebooted this probably would have been my guess so it's like i'm not surprised but when you really hear it happen you're like oh my god yeah that not only does that add years yeah which sucks yeah. years yeah, I wonder what that does for the larger phases, and what that does for like the larger Disney Plus. Because you almost got to think like this could this could kind of have a ripple effect on yeah. the rest of not only Marvel Disney Plus but just Phase I guess six at that point. Whatever, where does it now fit? Or are they going to make it? You know, are they purposely reworking it to make it fit better? Yeah. Something like while I would say I trust them. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Right. Yeah. Uh, because if it if it has the Disney Plus symbol next to it, um, yeah, I'm not the happiest guy. Like Disney yeah. Plus has just been such a disappointment. So yeah. that's where I'm at on this. It's just like, guys, you're gonna wait two to three more years than you normally would have. This is just probably get it right. Get it right, boys. Six now, but when we're 38, 39, and 36, 37. Um, yeah. and we're still talking about this, <laughs> then true. You know, if we're if we're blessed to still have a pod in three years, we'll maybe God give you our impressions. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has renewed One Piece for season two, and Hulu has renewed Only Murders uh, in the Building for season four. The Netflix one that was the day after we recorded. So yep, that's two months old by now. <laughs> Super but, old news, but good for me. Good for you. Yeah, good for me. That's exactly what I was going to go for. I liked One Piece, probably not as much as you. It's not something I'll ever rewatch. But uh, Only Murders, obviously a huge fan of that. We've yeah. talking about that a really long time. Um, some bad news to end the TV section before we get in the music. Pissed. Fortunately, 
Apple TV Plus has gone. I shouldn't even say is going. It has gone from $7 a month to 10 Just a year or two ago, it was only $4.99. So they've doubled their price in just two or three years, uh, which is never a good thing. And it yes. went from being the best value in streaming to just another service where you pay yep. too much. And I, me thinks, me thinks I know why it did. Uh, because listen, Ted Lasso's done. Um, the baseball season's Sports. over. Yep. Which is yep. super weird. You have to pay extra for MLS season pass. So it ain't that. It ain't Ted Lasso. Uh, ain't nobody signing up for For All Mankind. It just doesn't have, it's a great show. It just doesn't have the draw. Uh, this year, you know, Apple TV Plus is getting Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. It was made for theatrical and Apple. Oh, so they're doing it now. And then they're going to say, sign up to watch Killers of the movie. Flower Moon. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I'm thinking that's be, probably the timing of this. Yeah, is let's I'll, get our I'll, spices up now. I'll be cutting one of the streaming services soon, whether it'll be Hulu, Apple. Oh, Hulu's gone, or, brother. Or somebody. Hulu. So someone someone's gotta bucks go. a month can, can yeah, suck a I butt. Can't can't afford to have five streaming services. Just it's just not feasible. Yeah, Paramount's gone again. Hulu will be gone. We're gonna keep Apple until for all mankind is done. Mm. Um, and then we'll get rid of it. Um, because this That's is it. not worth it. Yep. When no, sh- makes I'll, sense. I'll re-get it when shrinking comes back. That's when I'll re-get it. Gotcha. Uh, but that's going to be delayed because of the strikes. So who knows? Uh, Netflix is not going to go anywhere. Disney's not going anywhere. Um, and I think I'm missing one. Oh, Prime and Prime just comes with the membership. So yep. and that obviously ain't going nowhere. Yep, that's yeah, that's they can, pro- they can pro- pro- Prime dude. Prime's the one that's probably going to outlive anybody because because of all the other value. Yep, God exactly. forbid. Wow, a service shows value. Oh yep. my goodness, mm-hmm. they're going to up the price for Apple One. God, we don't want Apple One. Who cares about Apple Arcade? Who cares about Apple One? It's a dumb service. Just Apple TV Plus. I would still argue at face value if you've never seen any of the shows or movies on there and you're a brand new sub, 10 bucks a month is worth it. But once you're out of content, don't expect a ton more. Like it'll get drip fed. Uh, So that's where I'm at there. All right. Let's move into music. Let's talk about our impressions uh, for Blink-182's most likely final record. Uh, one more time. Yeah, I I listened to most. Of, I think there's a few songs I still didn't it's listen 19 to. Nineteen tracks, so I'm with you. But I mean, no I've, joke, I've it's their best music they released since their self-titled album, like 182, since mm-hmm. 2003. Yeah, I would agree. In 20 years, it's it's their best record. I could say that confidently, hands down, just from just from the few songs that I've listened to. Yeah, nine is Skiba era. California is Skiba era. So yep. I don't care about that. It's better than Neighborhoods, which was 2011. Yep. And then before that was the self titled in 2003. Yep. So for me, it's just under that. It's between Neighborhoods and self titled. I still think self titled is better. Um, not by much. I don't love self titled like everybody else, but uh, one more time is nestled firmly in there as the second from the bottom in terms of the original lineup but better than anything Skiba era. Yeah, I, um, I think it was better than what we all, like me, you, and Pinna, what we all thought it was going to be. Like, I just think we all thought it was going to just be like dog shit, and we'd listen to it like, huh, okay, never mind. We like this song here and there, and, you know, like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad. I think this is a tale of two records for me, though. I think the first half of the record kind of loses me. I don't, f- I didn't love Terrified like a lot of other people. Um, all the singles didn't get me. Like, um, even- like one more time. 
even one more time, it didn't get me. Like I, I just did, I didn't care for it as much. I think the the video is obviously phenomenal. We saw the a few of these live in Hershey. We did. And then after edging on the record, the next song after that is you don't know what you've got. And yeah. then those final one, two, three, four. I'm not counting hurt because it's an interlude. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You didn't like that fuckface? F- you didn't think that was really one that make Blink-182's music shine after all these years of music? I didn't say that. I said the interlude, the hurt, hurt, interlude. Fuckface is what? 34 seconds of the 27. Yeah, the Blink genius. Um, I think that that if you were to cut this into two records, I think like the B side that, that record two would shine. I didn't love the first half of the record. Um, I think Anthem part three, I said this to my tattoo artist, who's a massive blink fan, um, arguably their biggest that I know even more than Pino. I said to him like Anthem part three, when you put that name there, that Anthem name, it's got a ton of weight to live yeah. up to. It's on the pedestal. And I, and I don't think it does. I just don't. Anthem I, Part Two is my favorite Blink song of all time, and this mm, this to me nice. did not feel like Anthem Part Three. This one didn't really get me. Mm. So, uh, again, though, and also you don't need to do the capital letter thing where every song's all caps. That's just fucking annoying. Uh, but I, I do love. You don't know what you've got. Blink Wave. I love that. It's a synth wave. It's a total different side of Blink-182. You get that poppy side, which is super fun. I actually prefer Mark singing to Tom's in this record. Hmm. Um, maybe it, I'm just crazy, but I don't I don't think Tom is very uh, – just on this record, not in life. On this record, he's. I don't think he's very uh, articulate. I'm not really – I don't really hear what he's saying. I have to, I have to like follow along with lyrics or I have to listen to it multiple times. Uh, I don't think his singing is, is, I mean, obviously he's much older, but like what it used to be, Mark sounds just as good as ever. So like, yeah. and I know he doesn't have the strain like Tom does or has to put the strain. Um, but I prefer Mark's vocals in this record. I do love, there's a song called Turpentine and the whole song, they say Turpentine, Turpentine, just to make a rhyme fit. And at the very last line, Tom says, is it Turpentine? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I that was just, really just the blink style like yeah. I don't, it, it felt just blink to me and i'm glad at least for, if it is their last one i'm like you know what okay i'm glad it, just, it wasn't just garbage that there's at least a couple songs that we can like they announced a huge another huge world tour so Which I'm good, good on blink i hate that i you know i listen we saw the reunion this is this is not built as a reunion this is yeah. built as the one more time yeah. tour, which so. is fine which is fine bro but i'm i'm not going to that I'm, I'm the only way I go to this is if like me, you, Pino, or Murph, or we all like a group of us go. That would be the only way I would go because I I would know we would at least have a great time. I mean, yeah, it's Blink, but it's at the Wells Fargo Center. It's like, oh Jesus, are we sitting in seats? True. <laughs> or if we just crazy split money, got a box, and just did it big. But we'll see. We you got know time. that I'm open. You know that I'm open to. If, okay, if okay, then I'm glad I said it. it. If they didn't sell out, that I'm actually wide open to. So hey, all right. Well, we got to talk to Penno, talk to Murph, see if we can see if we can get some people together. Yeah, yeah. Murph's in the burn victim unit tonight, though, so it's not tonight. Yeah, you poor bastard. You draw the hand tomorrow on that one, brother. Uh, but again, I, again, to your point, it didn't kill. Like it didn't ruin the reputation. It doesn't mm. do the band a disservice. Um, it is a fine record to go out on. Yeah, and it does a lot of great. And- I think the messaging right in so many songs is so powerful. Of like. We went through some shit. Oh, God, we, yeah. 
We are old dudes. One of us had cancer. One of us. Two of us almost died. Yeah. Survived the plane crash. Yeah. So like there's a ton of that that comes into this record that you can feel like these songs aren't written with that tongue in cheek mentality. Like this is these are very grounded tunes, very grounded lyrics. So I appreciate the realism there. Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot to this record to love. And the last thing I'll say is on Metacritic, it is their best rated record since they're self-titled. In 2003. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Skiba era neighborhoods. Yeah. You're not really, not really yeah. too no, much. But, uh, just cool, though. Like, it was like, they, you know, they, they're still there. They're still together. Like, I don't know. I like it. Uh, one, a few too many, like, you ever listen to a punk song and it's just that, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it in words versus just hearing it. But if you heard it, you'd know what I was talking about. Uh, and during punk songs and like the verses, they just do this constant drum kick. And it's just like every there's so many songs where travis shines but then they just i'm kind of over that same that same drum it's it's almost like the the first verse of anthem part three you listen to it you know exactly what i'm talking about um it kind of takes substance over style and i don't know how to explain it but um good record super excited about it uh i just came around to it too Uh, the first couple listens through i was not super jacked and then the last two times I listened to it just started to, f- to grow on me a little bit. So I'm nice. happy I gave nice. it one more time. Uh, the Academy is is back, brother. Uh, we are expecting some news uh, for 2024 reunion tour. And I would imagine some new music. And this is just like, does it just does it not just keep getting better? No, like th- I, I know we saw when they did the Almost Here album, our favorite record by Academy is maybe uh, the, only time, the, the only time I got to me of all time. Yeah, I, it's it's one through ten. There is no skip track. You got to hear it live. That's great. I mean, the band's back, and this would be. I know me and you now getting older. Concerts now are are few and far between. But I would like to think they, they that if they come back, this is one that I think we got to make it to. I have been very like steadfast in bucket list bands, bands yeah. I've never seen before, bands mm-hmm. I haven't seen in twenty years. Coheed at the top of the list. Um, you like got to see them live. Christ, I can't right. believe. Yeah, it's been forever. So like that, I don't even remember what they were like, and like Death Cab and stuff like that. But then you have bands like Dury, like that. The bands I'm into now that I haven't seen yet. That's about it for me. I love the Early November, my favorite band of all time. I've seen them 35 or 36 times. Yeah. Like, I'm all set. Um, so shows are just new for me. But like the Academy is. I think we saw him, what, 2015, maybe 16? Sounds about right. Down in Chinatown. The truck ain't even there anymore. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, that definitely excited for whatever comes of that and will be there. I would imagine it'll probably be at either like the Met or uh, the found, the Fillmore, but wherever it is, we'll be there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Academy is coming back. And then the early November just talked about them. Um, and then we'll end on Green Day. The early November just talked about seeing them again and this, that, and the other, they are, they have announced a new record coming out next year, 2024, but also dropped a new song coming off of that record called about me. Um, this is the best early November song in a decade. Yeah. I told I, what, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is my favorite song since they really sphere from like two, three records ago uh, about me. I, it just, again, catchy as shit early November found finding their groove again. And I believe they just posted on their IG of a date and just like leaves falling and it says November 1st. So I imagine they're going to announce the, um, you know, the, hopefully the date, the release date of the record. Hopefully I could, again, we've both seen them many, many times live and possibly it all for me now, it depends who they're with now. 
this yeah. last tour they were with um, Armor for Sleep. Yeah, that was a band you used to yeah, a yeah. band you used to listen to back in the day. I never really listened to them, so I passed on on this tour. So if the next round, you know, can give me new time to hear new songs. Because again, I know all their old songs, so maybe to hear some new songs that I'm actually really into. And maybe you're with like a, a cartel or, um, you know, starting line or some bands that I really love. I really want to see live again. That would really push me to go see them again. I think there's like the one exception for me to the early November stuff is a new record tour where we're hearing a lot of new songs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, but here's the problem. I've been to the new record tour recently and they still play mostly old stuff. And it's like, all right, I'm coming here because I don't want to hear. Tell me why for the 900th time I'm coming here to hear, you know, I want to hear you sad. And then the new shit, <laughs> I mean, like you, you give I, me at yeah. least four new songs. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, sure. Or, or all of them. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, um, about me though, what a track. Uh, I thought Ave Maria was like a revolutionary song to get through. Yeah, you really love that song. You really did love that song. That's this is better than that. Uh, uh, 10 out of 10. It's, it's so good. It's so vintage early November. It almost reminds me of like the triple days of like mm. the mother mechanic in the path, yep. but like hair like it reminds me of hair era without the brass and i'm super psyched on that um i thought they're bringing it lyrically i think it gets back to their roots of like what songs are about um especially that pop punk emo era this song's about a breakup like hell yeah, yeah. can we please get back to emo and shit being about that stuff <laughs> it's like that's what i'm all about um and then yeah. this was this just a great vintage it, it, early it, november track it was deep and just the first one off the new record that they hit it out of the park super excited yeah, it doesn't. It, nothing gets you more psyched for the record than the first single making you psyched yep, for the record. That's like it. The first single stinking, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, wait for the next oh one. crud. <laughs> oh crud. And then finally, uh, speaking of Dookie, uh, Green Day's new record is now called Saviors. They announced it and also will come out January 19th. They also released a pretty badass new single. Uh, as well and this to me the only reason i'm really like reporting on this we haven't really talked too much green day dookie was and is probably my favorite record of all time it's great record first record i ever heard that was just unskippable um it's i still go back to it all the times one of the first cassette tapes i ever owned as a kid when i shouldn't have uh a little young for that one but Mm -hmm. like incredible basket case was my first favorite song ever i'll never forget that video and so Green Day holds a really special place to me, and I really fell out of favor over the past 10 to 15 years with their stuff. But now hearing this again, oh, man, this reminded me of like American Idiot, which still isn't my favorite, but that was like the last time Green Day was great to me. Mm-hmm. And this reminds me very heavily of American Idiot era Green Day and even go back to maybe say like Nimrod era Green Day. Um, and, you know, Green Day uh they speak in their music like they don't just write words they really bring powerful messages they are a political band some would say um and when you release a shirt with Trump's mugshot on it that has Nimrod uh your old record title on it maybe the most hilarious shirt ever mm-hmm. uh but like they are definitely they take a stand with their lyrics and so um, to have Green Day come out and say, "All right, we're we're bringing the the heavy shit right when the Earl November does, right when the Academy is does, right when Blink One Eighty Two does." I just feel like all of these bands take Taking Back Sunday just released a record, and it's actually pretty good. So, like, oh wow, 
all it's, I think it's called 152. Like all of these bands bringing music right around the same time. It's just like, what a great time to be reminded that I grew up in this era. Pop punk, emo, punk, grunge. Ain't dead yet. My shit. And it ain't dead yet. Like that's it, guys. So yeah. that'll be the episode. Um, what you don't know is this is our third time recording it. So uh, with that, I'm getting the hell out of here because I got a lot of editing to do tonight. So you can all hear it when you wake up in the morning. So thank you everybody so much for hanging out with us next month. We have a ton to talk about. Sam's going to gush so hard about the Marvels. It'll be his movie of the year. (laughs) Um, I'm sure we'll talk about for all mankind and super Mario RPG uh, and potentially a release date for the second DLC for Pokemon. Tons of good stuff. Can't wait to talk to you, Sam. uh, Anything before we get rocking? Everyone just have a safe and happy Halloween. Yeah, everybody, take care. We'll see you next month for November 2023. Zencaster, you bastard.